This is Carol McLeod, and you're listening to A Jolt of Joy on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's my delight to teach the Word of God to you twice weekly right here on this podcast platform. On today's podcast, we'll be completing the captivating story of Joseph of the Old Testament. You know, I entitled this Bible study, Meanwhile, because Joseph was in a meanwhile season in life. And I know that many of you are in a meanwhile season as well. But I want to encourage you today, just like God worked behind the scenes in the story of Joseph, you can be assured that our God is working in your life as well. So get out your tissues and your Bible as we bring Joseph's story to a beautiful conclusion. Genesis 45, verses 25 through 28. And then they went up from Egypt and came to the land of Canaan to their father Jacob. And they told him, saying, Joseph is still alive. And indeed, he is ruler over all the land of Egypt. But Jacob was stunned, for he did not believe them. And when they told him all the words of Joseph that he had spoken to them, and when he saw the wagons that Joseph had sent to carry him, the spirit of their father, Jacob, revived. And then Israel said, that's Jacob speaking, it is enough. My son Joseph is still alive. I will go and see him before I die. Once Jacob got over the initial shock, he pulled himself together and he said, let's go. Let's get out of Canaan and head for Egypt. He said, guys, let's walk into our future. Let's build a new life. Let's stir up hope. You know, it's been my experience that the meanwhiles in my life have tried, hasn't succeeded, but they've tried to rob me of my hope for the future. But remember, I want you to remember when we read this account that Jacob, who is also known as Israel, don't get that detail confused. God renamed Jacob Israel after Jacob had wrestled with God in the night and God had won. He gave him a new name, Israel. So in the scriptures, you'll see Jacob referred to by his first name, Jacob, and by God's name for him, Israel. I want you to remember that at this point in the story, Jacob is an extremely old man. He's over a hundred years old. And yet he says, let's do this. Let's hit the road. Don't allow your meanwhile to discourage you to such an extent that you lack hope for your future, that you can't move ahead in life. Stand up, get your cane out if you need to, and limp into the future because soon your limp will become a confident walk and then your walk will become a sprint. Now, although we don't have much time left in our final Bible study, let me tell you this. At this point in the biblical account, our story takes a turn. Joseph is no longer the main character. The Holy Spirit now focuses on the life of Jacob or Israel, Joseph's father. And because of that, again, we don't have a lot of time, but because of that, I want to point out just a few verses that are included 
in the final five chapters of this book that focus on Jacob. First of all, Genesis 46.1. So Israel, or Jacob, set out with all that he had and came to Beersheba and offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. So the first thing that Jacob did in his renewed lease on life was to worship the Lord. He stopped and offered a sacrifice of praise. My friend, no matter where you are in your journey, worship the Lord. No matter how badly you're limping, worship the Lord. Worship the Lord during transition. Worship the Lord when you can't see the future. Worship the Lord. It's our call. Genesis chapter 47, verse 7. Then Joseph brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh, and Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Genesis 47, verse 10. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh and went out from his presence. Jacob was a man who knew the power of blessing others. He wasn't envious of Pharaoh, nor was he intimidated. He simply blessed everyone with whom he came in contact. How are you doing at blessing people? Listen, Jacob worshiped the Lord and he blessed people. My friend, bless people that you know and bless people that you don't know. Bless people who've wronged you and bless people who have righted you. Bless people who have made your life harder and bless people who've made your life easier. This is who we are. This is our job description. We worship God and we bless people. We worship God and we bless people. If you're wondering what God's will for your life is today, oh, I can tell you as I observed the life of Jacob, God's will for your life is to worship him and to bless people. Genesis 47 verse 27. Now Israel or Jacob lived in the land of Egypt in Goshen and they acquired property in it and were fruitful and became very numerous. So Jacob and his family became a living, talking, visible demonstration of a promise that we find later in scripture. It's a promise written by a little prophet man by the name of Haggai, and he wrote this according to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Haggai 2.9 says this, The latter glory of this house will be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts, and in this place I will give peace, declares the Lord. Now, as I said, the book of Haggai had not been written yet, but the Holy Spirit who wrote the book of Haggai was also the Holy Spirit of Jacob, the Holy Spirit of Israel. And we see in Jacob's life that the end of his life was greater than the former and that the Lord gave him peace in this place. I also think of a scripture found in Ecclesiastes chapter 7, verse 8 that says, the end of a matter is better than its beginning. My friend, it's not how you start that counts, but it's how you finish. And Jacob's life is coming to a rip-roaring, riveting, unbelievable, miraculous conclusion. Your meanwhile will pale in comparison to the final chapter of your life. Your meanwhile will pale in comparison to the final chapter of your life because God will write your final chapter. He will makashaba it. 
just like he did for Jacob. Genesis 47, verses 28 through 31. Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, so the length of Jacob's life was 147 years. And when the time for Israel to die drew near, he called to his son Joseph and said to him, Please, if I have found favor in your sight, place now your hand under my thigh and deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Please do not bury me in Egypt. But when I lie down with my fathers, you shall carry me out of Egypt and bury me in their burial place. And Joseph said, I will do as you have said. And Jacob said, Swear to me. So Joseph swore to him. Then Israel bowed in worship at the head of the bed. Jacob worshiped the Lord with his dying breath. You know, I think about Jacob wrestling as a young man, but he worshiped as a dying man. The strands of his life had been beautifully tied together by the Father who has promised never to leave us and never to forsake us. Genesis 48 verses 1 and 2. Now it came about after these things that Joseph was told, Behold, your father is sick. So he took his two sons, Manasseh and Ephraim, with him. And when it was told to Jacob, Behold, your son Joseph has come to you, Israel collected his strength and sat up in his bed. Listen, I love this detail that Jacob or Israel collected his strength and he sat up in bed. Jacob wasn't going to die before it was his time to go. He collected his strength. He was going to live every single minute that he had been given. My friend, don't die before you take your last breath. Strengthen yourself in the Lord and live wholeheartedly. Live fully. Live relentlessly every day you've been given. Genesis 48, verses 8 and 9. And when Israel saw Joseph's sons, he said, Who are these? And Joseph said to his father, They are my sons, whom God has given me here. So Israel said, Bring them to me, please, that I may bless them. Listen, Jacob spent the final days of his life blessing others. He wasn't a bitter old man. He wasn't selfish. He was generous with his words of blessing. Jacob was an encourager. He was a giver. Isn't that how you want to be remembered? Jacob was remembered as a worshiper and as a blesser. That's how I want the story of my life to conclude as well. Genesis 48, verses 15 and 16. Then Jacob blessed Joseph and said, The God before whom my fathers Abraham and Isaac walked, the God who has been my shepherd all my life to this day, the angel who has redeemed me from all evil, Bless the lads, and may my name live on in them, and the names of my fathers Abraham and Isaac, and may they grow into a multitude in the midst of the earth. He included Joseph in the blessing. He blessed Joseph's sons, and he blessed Joseph. Then, one of your assignments for this week is going to be to read the entire chapter of Genesis 49, in which Jacob prophesies over all of his sons. Jacob was still hearing God's voice, even though he couldn't see. His eyes had dimmed. He couldn't see, but he could still hear. And he was still listening for the voice of the Father. 
Genesis 49, verses 28 and 29. These are the words of Jacob. And these are the 12 tribes of Israel. And this is what their father said to them when he blessed them. He blessed them, everyone with the blessing appropriate to them. And then he charged them. He blessed them and he charged them. He said, go for it. Do it. It's your turn now. Jacob placed his God-given mantle on all of his sons, not just on the ones who behaved properly, but on all of his sons, not just on his favorite son, but on all of his sons. He blessed them. He charged them. He gave them his mantle. Genesis 49, 33. When Jacob finished charging his sons, he drew his feet into the bed and breathed his last and was gathered to his people. Well, then after this, Joseph and his brothers took his father's body to Canaan and buried him there as he had desired. But the story isn't quite over yet, is it? There's one more little part of the story that we must read in our last Bible study. It begins in Genesis chapter 50, verses 14 through 18. And after he had buried his father, Joseph returned to Egypt, he and his brothers, and all who had gone up with him to bury his father. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, What if Joseph bears a grudge against us and pays us back in full for the wrong which we did to him? So they sent a message to Joseph, saying, Your father charged before he died, saying, Thus shall you say to Joseph, Please forgive, I beg you, the transgression of your brothers and their sins, for they did you wrong. And now please forgive the transgression of the servants of the God of your father. And Joseph wept when they spoke to him. Then his brothers also came and fell down before him and said, Behold, we're your servants. See, after Jacob died and was buried, fear seized the older brothers of Jacob. They fell down. Again, they fell down before Joseph, begging for mercy. And now we're going to close the amazing, hard to believe, too good to be true, miraculous story of Joseph. We're going to close it with Joseph's response to his brothers who are still dealing with fear and blame and shame. Genesis 50, 19, this is the response of Joseph to those who mistreated him, who bullied him, who beat him up, who left him for dead, who sold him. This is the response of Joseph. Genesis 50, 19. But Joseph said to them, Do not be afraid, for am I in God's place? Joseph said, I I don't hold the power of God. Last time I checked, God is still on the throne. God will have the last word. Genesis 50, verses 20 through 21. As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it. God makashabed it for good in order to bring about this present result to preserve many people alive. So therefore, do not be afraid. I will provide for you and for your little ones. So he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. Let me ask you a question. Do you believe that what God did for Joseph, that he will also do for you? 
Do you believe that God is able to take every bad thing that has happened to you in your meanwhile and use it for a greater good? You know, Joseph never would have saved an entire nation if he had not been trapped in a meanwhile experience. I can tell you, I can guarantee you, I can promise you that the good that God is able to work out of a sordid evil is a greater good than a peaceful, uneventful life could ever create. Joseph comforted his brothers. He spoke kindly to them. And I want you to know that your brother Jesus wants to comfort you today. He's speaking kindly to you to remind you of his presence. He's taking your meanwhile and recrafting it into a greater good. He's repurposing the meanwhile of your life into a springboard for purpose and destiny. Your meanwhile is becoming a miracle. I have loved teaching the story of Joseph to you through our Bible study here on the Charisma Podcast Network. I can tell you that I have been changed as I observed the life of Joseph. I'll never forget how the Lord was with Joseph in the pit, in the prison, and in the palace. And I can assure you that the God of Joseph is with you as well. What a beautiful promise that the Lord will never leave us or forsake us. Before we close, I'd love to humbly but passionately remind you that I'd love to come and speak at your next women's event, conference, or retreat. I also love speaking to MOPS groups, to women's business associations, and to cancer survivor groups. Honestly, if God opens the door, this girl is going to walk through it. If you're looking for a speaker for your next event, you can contact me at carol at carolmcleodministries.com or by calling the ministry phone number, which is 855-569-5433. And now let's pray together. Lord Jesus, thank you for the story of Joseph. Father, I thank you that you have positioned us for leadership at our moment in history. Father, for those who are struggling today, who are struggling concerning their destiny, their life assignment. Father, for those who are struggling in their family relationships. Father, for those who don't like their circumstances. Father, I pray that the story of Joseph would change their perspective. Lord, we read the Bible to be encouraged. We read the Bible to be instructed. We read the Bible to be filled with hope. So Father, for those that are listening today, I pray that you fill them with the hope that only you can give. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.